Hello, everybody! Welcome to our very first episode of the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am Chance, the third liner, Watson, with my co-host, Taylor Wells. Wellsy, how are we doing? I'm doing all right. I don't have a cool nickname, though. Oh, that's right. Not yet. I need to that's... make one. I was like an injured Wellsy. IR Wells. Probably. IR Wells. <laughs> I mean, my... Jeez. Guy people can't stay healthy, you know. <laughs> people just, think that's that's how to introduce yourself. I R Wells. I ear <laughs> the personal version. Usted. Usted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know how it works. I'm not sure. Who fucking knows? Anyway. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, all right. So, um, anybody who is new to this podcast, I am Chance Watson. Uh, coming to you. Uh, semi not live from North Idaho. Wellsy, where, where are you talking to the fine folks from? I'm down in Phoenix, hanging out with some coyotes. I actually saw a coyote on the road today too. So, what? Oh. what is up with them coyotes, huh? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they were struggling a little bit with uh, Darcy Kemper and Net, and now Rance is back. So old Darcy hopefully... Kemper. Hopefully they don't let in 11 goals in two games, but apparently that's what Ranta was told by the coaches to do because that's what he just fucking did. So <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even salty about it. Let's get to other business before. Let's I move. Let's move right along. Let's talk about something really important here. Uh, we're actually really proud uh, proud of our uh, our intro music here. We're uh, actually um, just just between us listeners. Uh, we we don't don't know Pro- probably pro- most likely we'll own the rights to that. That little jingle, but um, just in case we don't, probably not. Probably a good idea not to fucking tell anybody. So we gotta find a hundred bucks first. I don't yeah, know. it's been a long time since I've even seen cash for one, <laughs> but to find any on the crowd, I don't think so. Yeah, we're we might be fucking. Look, we're not we're not looking to make money off of this by any means. If uh, if 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 anything comes our way, that's great. But uh, probably best case scenario is we just don't get sued by for stealing somebody's fucking two minute jingle. Dude. Do we need a GoFundMe for the Dusty Bender podcast intro music? We do. That's a that's a cause worth donating to. Uh, we'll we'll probably if throw that up here. Birthday is coming up. There is an option on Facebook <laughs> that could get the Dusty Benders their intro music. Wellsy, that was a great segue. Um, by the way, to all the all the five listeners that are going to hear this first episode, um, we have a great Facebook page that has been just recently set up. Uh, cover art and profile. Uh, big, big, big call out to Elena. Uh, she set that up for us. Wellsy, that's she. She did such a good job. Yeah, I've painted something once. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even. I don't have anything else to say about glued, that. Glued, glued some, glued some macaroni to a plate one time. <laughs> no, I wasn't even that artistic. <laughs> that's anyway, why we, that's why we pay professional people. So, uh, if you like, if you like our inane banter about hockey and the rest of the world here, uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. We would really appreciate it. Um, we're we're here to just make everybody laugh and. Uh, have a good time. Maybe, maybe even have a have a couple drinks. Another excuse well, to throw some back. I like to talk hockey. Okay. Know. Well, I mean, anybody who doesn't is probably a fucking communist. So. 
To all our Russian listeners out there, avoid that. <laughs> Fucking uh, Vlad is out there right now. Victor's out there right now. What is what is he doing? If Victor Olsen is listening to this <laughs> podcast right now, we are only going to use 30 seconds of your intro music, so if we could get a discount on that. We've uh, probably, like... We're like, when this comes out, like 90% sure that we've bought the rights to it, but I mean, if we haven't, you probably should just trust us on this. I mean, the site that we're getting it from is, they're they're screwing you, man. Like, just get a hold of us, we will hand you the money up front, and we'll just call it good. We'll meet you. We'll We'll meet him in a Walmart parking lot, preferably. A Swedish one? Ikea. <laughs> Meet you in an IKEA. What do they What do they use over there? Crowns. Lingonberry. Lingonberry. <laughs> jars of lingonberry is actually the fancy. Just hand it over to him. That's good. Fantastic. Hey, what, the, what the hell are we talking? Yeah. About? All right. Let's Let's move on to hockey. Um. Here we go. So, uh, obviously, if you read our description, uh, we like to focus on the NHL and whatnot, but we always do want to make sure that we have a nice focus on NHL Seattle now. Uh, that's been pushed out at the moment. Uh, the team's not coming for, well, a pretty long time, Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate that. I think they got a lot of work to do on Key Arena. So, that's Key Arena, right? Yeah, it's their, re- yeah. their refab in Key Arena. You ever been there before? Uh, uh, way back, I think... I'm not going to age myself way too long ago. Went and saw Disney on Ice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it was back then. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, they got to they gotta take a little time. They got to figure it all out. They got to convince the city, you know, that, that this is going to work. I know they got a bunch of fans behind them right now and stuff like that. But you got to, you know, you got to market and you got to build the fucking thing for one. And, uh, you know, you got to do what Vegas did last year and make it to the cup finals and hopefully fucking win it. Christ, Vegas um, is a good example for any city, man. I mean, which, for just expansion-wise, like I'm, how they marketed themselves. What a fucking uh, good job! Yeah, I don't want to talk about Vegas. Oh, Vegas. okay. All right. Anyway, that upset you? Um, yeah, no, it's that's gonna be huge for the city. Uh, I was looking at pictures today. The the mock-ups for the rink look good. Um, this this brand spanking new rink they're putting in. Uh, three rinks that they're putting in for the children to skate that's a positive thing that would be nice yeah we we saw the mock-ups at the practice arena and that looked pretty pretty nice yeah bunch of yeah gosh definitely i I haven't seen a rink like that youth wise in a long time that's freaking beautiful yeah it'll Um, be yeah they they, you know that's that's a while uh, what two three years so that's a good ways off but um, you know, in other Seattle news, the Mariners are actually going to fucking tank again. So maybe they'll be good at the same time in two, three years. Or fucking, so. Well, that's we that's possible. To, I guess. Maybe in maybe in three, four years, they can figure out how to make baseball interesting. So <laughs> and basketball. Jesus Christ! This is basketball now. Just combine the two. Try to get some I, sort of fucking interest hey, out of the two. I like basketball. It's a good movie. Do you? Yeah. It's, it's um, unfortunate. Yeah, but Seattle coming. Um, a little, little hesitant to have Dave Tibbet in there. I don't. You know, I, I hope that they don't make that move to just say, "Okay, you're the coach now." 
Um, I mean, you know, he had some pretty talented teams with the Coyotes down here, and he did okay, but you want to see him do more than that, you know, to, to build a franchise off of. So, um, yeah, but seven days. Seven days I saw today is when we're getting a vote on all this stuff. So, um, fingers crossed. It's going to be good. Right, we're recording on uh, November 25th. That's a Sunday, so seven days from now. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know what year, day of the year that is, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little, a little while from now, we'll, we'll hear some other people talk about it. Well, in a business setting. Well, speaking of coaches, uh, the NHL has definitely gone through uh, some transition with coaches this year. Last year, we had no coaches get fired. This year, we're at number four, I believe. Number three, I believe. Yep. No, four have gone. Four through. is it now? Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you explain? I mean, obviously, it's you know the teams are doing bad, and coaches are usually the first is, first to go. But do you think that all of these have been merited? Uh, you know which one I hate. Hmm. Uh, I, Coach Q. Hmm. No fucking way. There's no fucking way. That's just disrespect. Um. Fuck. Fuck that shit. Bowman did it to that save his job. Pisses me off. That's that's so clear. This dude, this dude comes in, wins your fucking championships. You know, is there through the is there through the rough times, and you dump him fucking twenty games, not even twenty games into the season. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is a hundred percent personal. It's it, the rumors. It, the rumors have been circulating for years. Even when they were winning, the rumors were circulating for years that. Uh, Q and Bowman did not get along, and the relationship got even worse when Bowman made the Jalmerson trade and he made the Panarin trade. Yeah. And then after and that, they, they apparently they were just firing, firing water or oil and water. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Can can Bowman grow a mustache? I don't think so. Because that's definitely where the issue is uh, here. I think he He's was super jealous. jealous of Coach Q's mustache and needed to get him out of town. I mean, a lot of his authority is derived from that mustache. <laughs> that mustache screams leadership. It does. Like I've never seen it with an actual mouth, but if it had one, it would yell. I don't think I don't think Q talks. It's the mustache. It's just the mustache. It's it's. <laughs> Okay. I can't do a coach Q. <laughs> like, oh, I don't. I, I tried. No, it's not. Well, it's not possible. You can't do a coach Q because he doesn't talk. It's just as, you'd be doing Coach Q's mustache. You just pet the pet. You just talk through the mustache. <laughs> you, pet you just try to get as much movement from the mustache as possible. You just you do that, and then you win three Stanley Cups. God damn. Yeah, doesn't God. that fucking Let's piss get you off? This before I get fucking heated. That all right, all right. Me. So. Um, the other other coaching changes we've got uh, up in Edmonton. Uh, do you think you think bringing in old Turkey Neck is going to fucking change the Oilers from being mediocre to well anything other than mediocre? Is that your segue into Thanksgiving or <laughs> <laughs> I don't. American Anyways, Thanksgiving? No, I I really don't. I mean, there's a reason that Hitchcock didn't work out. Uh, with the Blues, there's a there's a reason you know Hitchcock didn't work out with Dallas. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think so, but I think 
I think it was the right move for the Oilers mm-hmm. um, just to get rid of McClellan because they needed they needed some fresh blood in there. Yeah, but... They have the best player in the fucking world. Yeah, if but... you are not... Hitchcock's blood is not playoff. moving. Like, that dude's fucking just coagulated turkey fat. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, so, yeah, he that's, I mean, good job alluding to the fact that he is old. Um, <laughs> he, he's got... He's got old school... Look, the guy hasn't had strong success since he won the Cup with Dallas in 99. Like... That's true. Okay? That's like people saying that John Tortorella is this fantastic fucking coach because he won the fucking Stanley Cup with the Lightning in 2001, or 2002, or whatever the fuck it was. I mean, he's a good coach. I like Torts. Yeah, but he hasn't... I'm not saying that he's not... Like, he's definitely up there, but if he was that good... like. Good coaches show success. Like Q is a good coach, and yeah. as much as as much as an asshole that everybody says Babcock is, he's a good coach. Babcock's the best coach. Uh, he's uh, he's he, he right. Like I mean, you, t- you you hear anything from players? There are very few players that say have anything nice to say about him. But he's a good coach, and yeah, you've got Torts that's supposed to be this asshole that runs around. and He's such a good coach, but. I don't know. Like you looked at that one team that he had when he won with Tampa Bay. Like that was that was the Saint Louis Lecavier days where that team was just fucking stacked. Mm, I love Saint Louis. Oh, who doesn't? Um, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, but I don't. I don't, also don't think Columbus. He's taken Columbus a lot further than I think oh. Columbus has been built to go. Well, that wasn't and a shot. I at, think he's still a yeah. Coach, so. I mean, you you know, there's there's two ways of looking at success for a coach is the amount of cups that they have. Obviously, you know, Q has some cups under his belt, which is bullshit. Bowman, if you're fucking listening to this, you're an idiot. Um, he's not. He's just, he's trying to save to his this. fucking job. I mean, he's he did a good job making those teams, but now he knows his fucking job's on the line, so he fired. Q, which doesn't make any fucking sense, but whatever. It's let's bring in the thirty-one-year-old AHL coach. We've got fucking Patrick Kane and him are the exact same fucking age. Yeah, yeah, are they? Yeah, they're they're fucking going out on the weekends and punching cabbies together. Jesus, too Jesus, soon, bro. It's only been five years or whatever. Yeah, too soon. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Hitchcock's going to do it. Um, I think I, you know, as good as McDavid is, and as you know, big of a Canadian sweetheart as he is, and all this shit, he took a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Okay. And the market, you know, the market was there. Obviously, he's the best player in the fucking world. You know, yeah. right now he's the best player. He's fucking unreal. Right. Well, and a consistent theme. Took, Go ahead. Sorry. He just he took the amount of money to where you can't build a team around that. Yeah. They have a shitty defensive core, you know. They they're they're at best two lines deep, um, and you know their goalie is fucking Miko Koskinen right now yeah. because Cam Talbot is overpaid, you know, hasn't ever been that great, and I just I don't I don't know if Hitchcock's old ways are really going to help too much, you know. That's another He's got con- the luxury of Connor McDavid. That's it. Yeah, that's another consistent theme of these teams, though, is all these teams that are ditching their coaches, well, maybe L.A. is an exception, but they've all got these teams that where their money is tied up in these really high-talented players. Like, So obviously, 
you know, that's easy with Edmonton and McDavid, but you, you shift over to Chicago and you, your best players, your, your, your most skilled players are obviously Taze and Kane. And they're, they're still playing well for their age. You know, Kane is, I think 30 now and Taves is, I think a little older, something yeah, like I have that. No idea. Okay, I think I, th- I, I think they're getting I up there in the years. I'm on Facebook, so I don't get their birthday notification. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't. We haven't so hung have up no for idea. a long time. So, but anyway, <laughs> um, but you know, all their all their money is tied up in those two guys. Like they have matching contracts, and they're they're pretty massive. Um, yeah. Not. I don't. I don't know if the Blues necessarily have that big contract. I don't know what O'Reilly came over as. O'Reilly's getting paid um, decent, I think. And then Tarasenko's Tarasenko, getting paid a pretty yeah, penny, Tarasenko's too. Tarasenko's probably getting paid pretty good. Um, that's a, that's another story in itself. I I never liked Mike Yo. Um, I just, I, he wasn't successful with a wild team that was, I mean, he had fucking Parise. That wild um, team. You know, I don't, I don't think they were, I don't think the wild were that great. I don't think they were as good as this Blues team, but, I mean, that really showed what kind of a coach he was and I don't I don't know if picking him up putting him one year under Hitchcock and then uh, you know expecting him to take over the lead role in in St. Louis was what St. Louis needed to do um, they have a fucking they have a very skilled roster there and yeah. Jake don't get me started on Jake Allen uh, I don't think I don't think he's anything to call home about but you know, I mean, their D is not that bad. I know we've talked about that before. I don't, I don't think their D is the best in the Central, but I mean, you know, they're they're not bad. Jesus, um, their forward group is stacked. Like their forward group is stacked. That yeah. team should be winning games, fucking six five. I looked it you up. Know? Tarasenko is making um, uh, eight million dollars. Is he the most? On the Blues, um, let me take. I'll, I'll have to look at that up. I just looked at Tarasenko. That's but, not eleven million. Though. He's at he's at eight for eight years. Eight for eight years. I don't. I doubt O'Reilly's more than that. Um, yeah. I mean, with that forward group, I mean, you should be you should be. But you can't compare him to Mike Babcock. For fuck's sake. No, Mike but Babcock I mean, is. Isn't he the winningest coach? I don't know. He's. He's a fucking stud. I know he wrote a book. I didn't read it, but I'm sure I heard it's good. I'm sure. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, top paid players on the team. Yeah, it's Tarasenko. Oh, Tarasenko and O'Reilly have matching contracts. Mm, that's actually a lot of money to put in two guys, though, too. Steen is Steen's, Steen's getting 5-7. Shen's gotten 5-1. Bozak's 5. Perron's 4. Fuck, how is Perron getting 4? Fucking Bozak on the team. Um, that forward group is three deep, at least. I mean, yeah. if you're not pushing that fourth line, and the fact that you're not able to... I mean, they, they're not... It's not like they were scoring a shitload of goals. Mm-mm. You know? So, I mean, the fact that you can't get that forward group to produce at, at, a, at a high level that you need to, especially in the Central Division... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mike Yeo's gone. Mike Yeo's gone for me when they took him as an assistant coach. I don't think yeah. he's really good. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, that kind of leads us to the other end of the spectrum where I, I, I don't think the Kings are any good. No, and I don't think that was a coaching problem. I mean, were they are they playing under what they could? Yeah. Do I yeah. think that putting in a new coach is going to do it? No. Like, that team, is, that team was supposed to be not great, and then... Right now, I mean, this will be. We'll talk about a little more in fantasy later, but 
their goalie core is. I mean, they're th- they're at four goalies. They're at their fourth string goaltender right now. Yeah, I can't. Well, Quick's supposed to be back soon. So yeah, that'll cool. help a little bit. But um, I read an article. I don't remember who wrote it, but uh, someone was someone was looking at the teams like like the goalies behind Quick save percentage when he's injured, and it's not much different. So I mean. You know, you look at it as, like, the amount of games that Quick's played and obviously all that shit, but, like, you know, if it's not that much different, mm-hmm. um, you know, even him coming back, I don't think it's going to change. I don't think it's going to take this team to fucking, you know, play Nashville and play play uh, Winnipeg in the fucking Western Conference Finals. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Oh, no. You so this will be a good time. I, I did want to talk about this. So, and this will be a good way to segue into it a little bit. Um the only reason that I say that the Kings have a hope of at least doing something is because they are in the dumpster fire that is the Pacific Division. Yeah, I know. I, the I, thing I've ever there. <laughs> Just in case uh, everybody was curious, uh, Wellesley is a Phoenix and Ducks fan. Not in that order. I'm a Ducks fan, true and true. And then I live in Phoenix, so I mean, I gotta follow this team. You know, gotcha. I gotta, I gotta hope that Strom gets traded for someone who can actually fucking do something. But we'll talk about that. In a little yeah, bit. we'll we'll get that here in a second. Um, bullshit right now. Oh yeah, for for disclosure, I am a uh, I grew up a, a Wings fan. They're they're my number one. But uh, uh, so as somebody who hasn't been east of Denver before, uh, Vegas is one of the very few big cities that I've been to. I was actually a fan of theirs even before the fucking season started. So people Bullshit. who are, I, they been fucking a fan of theirs for twenty five years. God, <laughs> no, no. I like what they did with the team. Uh, I loved, I loved how they got in that initial fight. They tried to name them after the army even before the team had a name. I was already, oh, I loved him because the Bill Foley's a West Point grad, so I thought that was really cool. And then I was pretty much fucked uh, three games in when they announced that their mascot was going to be named Chance. So. Uh, so that was pretty much decided for me, even if I didn't like him already, which I did. So, but so definitely Vegas is number two, and then uh, obviously, obviously with both of us, when Seattle comes in, the team will be will be big fans and supporters as well. Yes. Big oh, fans. The fucking so, lumberjacks, dude, they're coming. <laughs> I won't really want them to be the Metropolitans, <laughs> I'm but pushing for that shit. The I do metros, like metros, dude. Come on, I know what a metro is. I've talked to the kids before. They're all calling them metros now. God, well, I mean, I guess it depends on the city where you're in. So in Seattle, Seattle, that would be probably what would you be? What would be your mascot? Well, in hockey, the mascot a teenager. <laughs> they got like they got like holes in their jeans or something. <laughs> and a flannel, like a sleeveless flannel. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Birkenstocks. We'll the see. The uh, Seattle Birkenstocks. The Seattle Birkenstocks. I'd buy a jersey here. Just a sandal. <laughs> Just a fucking sandal. It's a rainbow sandal. Their mascot's actually a croc. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a cr- fucking rubber-strapped shoe. Walks around with a Starbucks coffee in its hand. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, wait. Yeah. Starbucks is fucking great, so. 
stop. Uh, we'll stop bashing the team. We, like we like Seattle. We're just giving Seattle a little shit. Okay, it's pretty much every oh big, God. pretty much every big city. Seattle podcast and not give shit about exactly, it. exactly. Um, no, but so that would actually that that still does work. What we were talking about because Seattle would be entered into the Pacific Division. I don't know if you saw that. Um, did you see that news about uh, Arizona with with Seattle? That they would get bumped. Yeah, so Arizona right now is trying to petition that when Seattle comes in, they want Seattle or somebody else to get bumped to the Seattle, the Central Division because they don't want Arizona to go to Central. That makes no sense. Well, it would be. They don't want to be in the Central. Oh, it would because it would be a death sentence for them. Yeah, look at the fucking Central. I mean, you know, Coyotes their rebuild wouldn't even be. I mean, they'd have to fucking sell off Clayton Keller for cheese pizza or something they're struggling to survive in the pacific which is just terrible they're fucking terrible right now it sucks calgary at the top calgary's looked okay but mike smith is fucking oh no richie's because he's their backup richie's stepping up he's he's fucking got some he's got some ridiculous it's like Riddick or Riddick oh, okay. Or something. I don't know what his name is. In any case, whatever the fuck his name he is, is, he's he is playing good though. He's like yeah, it's some ridiculous numbers right now. He's like eight and two or something. You know, I dropped his ass for uh, Court Schneider. Or, uh, no, I I picked him up for Court Schneider because yeah. Schneider's an absolute fucking dumpster fire in his own fucking rights. We'll he had fucking five more tonight or some shit. We'll we'll get we'll get to fantasy here in a second. Let's let's finish up talking fuck. about the Pacific yeah, and. Uh, and not speaking of which, I mean, there's just a lot of news coming out of there because there was a trade tonight between yep. them and and them and Chicago. Um, you know, Chicago wins this. Think so? As yeah, as an Arizona homer a little bit. Um, fuck. You know, Strom just needs a he needs to change the scenery. The kid killed it in AHL last year. He is. Oh yeah. He is a fucking stud. He's a center. Um. Perlini is a good penalty kill dude. He fucking battles his ass off. Um, you know, and Nick Schmaltz had an okay season. I mean, he's got potential, but I, you know, I, I think I think it worked out well for both clubs because Arizona needs some wing help. They need they need someone that can be a little bit versatile, and they didn't they didn't want to have to cut Strom. They didn't want to have to put Strom in the fucking AHL. So they're gonna they're gonna let Chicago fucking do that. But I mean, I, I mean, is Bowman and what's his name, Chaka, Chaka, or the fuck? How yeah, the fuck something like that. Are they like? Are they related? Uh, like, these cocksuckers make a trade every fucking two weeks. I swear to God, it's Chicago does this with like shittier teams. Like each GM's got like their own style. Um, for example, the Ottawa, the Ottawa GM, like he. Well, this this doesn't mean anything because he's fucking made some pretty horrible calls, but. Uh, his thing is like he won't trade inside his own division. I like that though. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't. It's not bad business. Yeah, I wouldn't um, trade inside my division. That's a but, nightmare. So it seems like Bowman. What he does is he tries to unload players to like teams that he doesn't seem that are going to be like a threat to him. So if I mean, if you look at their track record, uh, they've made a few trades to Columbus, um, but mostly, I mean, I always like to call uh, think think back into like the Stanley Cup era for Chicago, uh, Campbell, um, everybody that, you know, Florida picked up, Florida benefited from them. They picked up a few, uh, Carolina, they picked up a few. They've got, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Ter- uh, TV Teravainen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, they picked him up. And then Phoenix has been the latest one, too. They picked up Jalmerson, which... Fucking Hosa, dude. Oh, well, fuck, man. I mean... <laughs> fucking Hosa. Fucking, I... Uh, Arizona, actually, I read a pretty interesting article about like teams taking those players to get picks and just basically eat contracts. Right. And, I mean, it's it, it does speed up the rebuild process on, on occasion. Yeah, so, it does I mean, help I, if... If I'm, you know, if I'm John Chica, I'm taking that risk from Chicago to take on Hosa or take on, you know, some of those other contracts, but... It's not a risk to to sign Marion Hosa, Pavel Datsuk, and Chris Pronger. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean Hosa's gonna get everybody herpes or whatever the hell he had. <laughs> fucking god, fucking. If any of our listeners, if any of our like three or four listeners have whatever the fuck Marion Hosa had, I'm truly sorry. And I hope <laughs> you're doing in remission. I hope I hope you uh, get your I hope you get your padded gear that will help you. Get through this rough patch in your life, dude. Dude, Marion Hosa was making like fucking what seven, eight million a year. I think he's doing okay. He's probably uh, on the beach somewhere, rubbing weird lotion on himself, rubbing aloe on his fucking degenerative yeah, he's skin. Got, he's probably got a model wife rubbing that shit all over his. I wouldn't be surprised. Back. Oh, I didn't want to say anything bad. <laughs> um, yeah, we can we can talk about the standings a little bit. Um, Let's jump to the East, though. I think the East is interesting. Okay. Is, well, that's is, uh, that's the conference that's consistently doing well, and, and it's got the most surprises, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the top eight right now, and I'm looking at a bunch of surprises right now. I'm looking Metropolitan, New York Islanders. No fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. I didn't look at this. I didn't look at this before. This is. I can't believe they're. Out oh, there. there's. It blows you away. Like I mean, Washington. Obviously, you would you would expect that. Um, Columbus. I, I'm surprised with Pittsburgh a little bit, but they have had some goalie issues. Matt Murray is just fucking having a. He's having a Jake Allen moment. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Pittsburgh has much D. Did you see that Murray got put on IR? Trash. Who? Murray, did you see he got put on IR? Yeah, but Casey DeSmith's been all right. Yeah, and he's going to be splitting time probably with... I think What's that? Matt Murray off next year. Fucking Casey DeSmith's the new number one. Is that the new thing? <sighs> I mean, if Murray can get o- if Murray can prove that he can get over it, shit, I think so. Or, then I don't think so. But, I mean, Murray has not played... I mean, he's played maybe two solid games this entire year. The rest he's have been... two cups, though. <sighs> Yeah. Okay, but this is. Do you sit on a goalie and you just you you spend a little extra and have a good backup goalie because you know if you can get that guy healthy by the playoffs, he's gonna fucking win you another cup. You know what I mean? This is the argument that people. This is the same people that argument make about why if Mark Andre Fleury is good or not. Mark Andre Fleury is fucking good. He just had back to back shutouts, dude. Right, and and I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I don't say that he's not good. I, I'm. I think he's a fantastic goalie. But there's always those, you know, the people that are Pittsburgh fans True. that say like they're they're trying to justify getting rid of Flurry and keeping Murray, which I which I I do think is the smart call. But you know, they're trying to say you know the the cups that he's won, uh, he's had solid teams in front of him, uh, and one of them, you know, he's he's had right, and Murray's come in and helped him basically. So the first one he did he did by himself. Second one, he, 
I think it was he started it and then Murray finished it. And then the third one, he basically like played three or four games, maybe like a series and a half. And then Murray came in and won everything else. And so that's the criticism that like, he's never done it by himself, which he did the first year. At least I think he did. Um, but no, I fact check that. No, the fact that he took Vegas to the, to the cup finals last year is all the proof I fucking need like that. And he's, Still got it, and I mean, he just yeah, like I said, he dropped two shutouts. I mean, by the time this comes out, fucking this last weekend or whatever. Yeah, so um, Vegas is talk in the past. Vegas is rebounding, but we'll we'll stick to the East here. Um, so surprises, obvious Buffalo for sure. Yeah. Uh, what do we think? What do we think about that? Um, dude, you got. I mean, all you do is stick two defensive defensemen. With Ristolainen and Dahlin on, you know, you, you got a top four all of a sudden. Yep. Um, you know, Carter Hutton in the back, you know, just between the pipes. And I think... Fuck, this is a whole different team, dude. This is, I think this that move good. for Carter Hutton was a smart one. Because, I, do I think that he's like an elite tendy? No. No. But is he a, guy, is he a consistent guy that can go in there and limit, limit goals against to maybe like one or two? Yeah. Like he can, is he going to be posting like amazing numbers and sh- and back to back shutouts and whatnot? No, he's probably going to get scored on every game. But so, but I mean, our, our biggest knock on Carter Hutton is that he was behind a young goalie in St. Louis that they wanted him to be good, right? You know, and then he came in and he took that fucking job last year. Oh, he was. Yeah, you know, he played almost half that season and. He, he was no slouch. I mean, he led all the categories, like, quite a few of the categories and shit. I mean, this dude came in and was playing almost full-time minutes, and fuck, I mean, you're, you're getting him at a, at a steal of a price, and he wants to be there. That's fucking steal in my book, so. It's because they're relegating him as a backup. He was When he was in there, he was supposed to be, like, that, that safety net for when Jake Allen when Jake Allen, Allen falls apart, and he did. When Jake and Jake Allen goes home. And needs to talk to his mommy about shit. <laughs> I can't believe that. I had him on my fucking fantasy team for that. Uh, I get a notification. Jake Allen goes home to talk to his mom or something. <laughs> it didn't say that, but I mean, it, was I, it, might, it basically might as well have. He was just like, no fucking way. He needs to go home and think about his life choices and just kind of. He needs to. He needs to have a a a. a uh, what do they call it? A gap year where he just like goes and tours Europe, back backpacks across Europe for a little while, rede- rediscovers himself as a person. Oh, I just fuck. I, I, I just thought that was started on that shit. Goalies, you know, we'll, you know, we'll lose one of our four listeners if I, we keep bashing the Blues, though. That's true. Well, I, we're about to we're about to start working on the other one because I'm about to say this. So goalies are always a bit of a head case. Um. I think even I think even goalies who listen to this could could agree that you you guys are a little strange, um, but uh, they're weird. Definitely, they're like they're like the drummers of a band. What? They're like the or like the bass player of a band. They're just like they're, like you need them. Like they're there, but you just don't want to like say that you don't need them. them. Right. <laughs> like a kicker what? in football. Yeah. <laughs> You only exactly. need it. You only love them when you need them. Exactly. Well, and and seeing that's the thing that like that position. Like I understand. Like there's a lot on your shoulders, and if like you fuck up, 
Like it, it definitely like reflects on the team and everything. And it, it does. It's it's one of the very few positions in hockey that is singled out. Like you know, if your line gets, if you're a winger or a defenseman, your line gets scored on, then the line got scored on. It wasn't particularly your fault. Like yeah, you might have even fucked up, but you know that's on the team. But if the goalie fucks up, it's not like ah oh, the the other goalie. You know, this a, the other goalie fucked up too is a team effort. No, it's like you miss the puck. It's on you. So. I, I get that it's like a head thing at the same time, but God, sometimes they just like, there's just very, like an, a skater would never have to go home to their mom and like need a pep talk. They might. Maybe more <laughs> skaters need to go home <laughs> in the middle of the season. Go like home Kovalchuk, and... Does Kovalchuk need to go back to Russia and like fucking talk to his mommy and like she's got a fridge full of fucking Herb. breast milk that she can feed him and like get him back to where he was when he was playing the cage. He needs, needs to mean, go... What does he need? needs to go home and see his babushka. Ish, a babushka. His babushka. And then, and then, and then he used all of the American dollars, transfer that into ruples, and buy himself on gulag. Is that what it is? Is it ruples? Ruples, yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I don't even know anything about Russia except... He'll... he'll Buy his own gulag and then <laughs> and then build ice hockey rink in it and make Vladimir Putin very happy by making putting putting people to work at it. I mean, maybe he needs that. <laughs> maybe they need. Well, was it Slava Voinov on that team? Maybe Slava yeah. Voinov needs to talk to him in Russian. Like they just need to. Go off on like a Speaking of uh, domestic abusers, uh, Aaron Watson put up a hat trick tonight. It's Austin Watson. Austin Watson. Fuck. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Uh, did you Fuck see? That dude. Okay, you might not have seen, but like around the time when the when the uh, the appraiser, not the appraiser, who's the fucking the the person who arbitrator. like yeah arbitrator. Thank you. Um, around that decision time, the arbitrator. His girlfriend comes out with like a press release, basically taking the entire fall. She's like, "No, uh, it's it, Watson's. He's not. He's not abusive in any way, shape, or form. I have a drinking problem, and I initiated it. And he was just. And I embellished the. It was like she totally fell on the sword. Which, I mean, there's no way you can possibly prove one way or the other if she's, you know, like." Yeah, okay, she either falling on the sword and actually, like, taking responsibility because she is an alcoholic and and did the wrong thing and actually got him in trouble, or is she falling on his sword and, like, taking the bullet and trying to, you know, take it away, and he is actually a domestic abuser. And I don't think there's, like, any way to know one way or the other, but I thought that was just kind of weird that she did that in general. Are they still together? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's she in in well, at least I think in that press release that she put out, she said like I, I wish I could pull maybe I can pull it up, but she was essentially saying like I, I have drinking problems and Aaron Watson. This is like the Ray Rice thing all over again. Oh, absolutely. But we don't have elevator video. No, absolutely. Nobody knows who Austin Watson is, and so he's not staying at hotels where they have fucking elevator video. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Austin Watson. <laughs> Um, it's, okay. This is another. This is another thing, though, and we'll only we'll only talk on this for a little bit. Um, uh-huh. I don't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Matt Cullen or someone like that. Someone that's just kind of a third line dude. But anyway, someone basically came out and said, 
the more that you let these people appeal their suspensions mm-hmm. and get it reduced, a la Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. the more that this league becomes a joke. So, it, and I, I love that. I think that's just fucking spot on. I think that's yeah. trash. I hate, I hate the fact that they can basically go, okay, it's just fucking, it's whiny baby ass shit. Like, yep. okay, Tom Wilson, you just fucking lit this dude up. You fucking targeted his ass, and you get fucking what six games off your suspension? What a fucking joke! That guy is. That guy doesn't learn. And I will say, I watched an interview with some of Tom Wilson's teammates. Uh, that can, to, to be completely honest, and then mm-hmm. him. I mean, he's at least learned from it. But like, what's Austin Watson gonna fucking go punch his fucking girlfriend again? And right. Like, just. So okay, it's not you know people would think they're gonna get, be able to get away with that kind of shit, whether it's in the game or outside of the game, and this isn't fucking football. So you tweeted, can't do that shit. Tweeted by Elliot Friedman. Um, here's the statement from from uh, his girlfriend. So it says, uh, I would like to start by saying how much I appreciate my family and friends' support during this time. I also like to extend my sincere compassion to victims of domestic violence. The incident that, t- that took place on June 16th, however, was not an act of domestic violence. Austin Watson has never and would never hit or abuse me. My behavior and state of intoxication led to the police being... Uh, sorry, I skipped ahead. Uh, police being involved that day. I have struggled with alcoholism for many years, and I am actively involved in AA. I am fortunate to have Austin's continued support with my treatment. We handled matters poorly on June 16th and know that we need to make better decisions going forward. I take full responsibility for my actions on that day. I would like to sincerely apologize to everyone involved for the negative attention that followed this incident, including the Nashville Predators community and the city of Nashville. She got paid, dude. Oh, see, and that just sounds so fucking, like, it sounds so fucking rehearsed. Like, when she, when she says that, like, I almost go like, alright, look, I mean, even if you, like, even if he did beat the shit out of you, you just, like, you definitely took, like, a plea deal and just basically called yourself a, you know, oh, I've got an, I've got an addiction, it's not his fault. I don't know, I, I mean, there's no way, there's no way we'll ever know. I want a piece of that check that she got, dude. You know what I mean? Austin Watson, thir- 30 years ago, he touched me inappropriately. <laughs> I mean, you know, with with our college hockey days, we've seen our own fair share of allegations, so... Oh, yeah. You know, that shit happens, but... Fuck that bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I know, I'm, I'm not gonna... It's, yeah, that's that's a story for another day, but... Seriously, if if you like, if you're a victim of actual domestic violence, like all all the support in the world to you, that's a terrible thing, and that's and it is awful. But if you're gonna falsely accuse somebody of that shit, like yeah. I have I have zero sympathy for you, and there and there should be penalties for that. Like regardless regardless if it's a male or female, like it's not a gendered thing. Right. Like if you're a guy doing the exact same fucking thing, if you didn't get hit, because definitely, I, I mean, especially where I live, there's definitely a high amount of domestic violence in our area both female on male and male on female and like i mean if you're if you're faking it just to get fucking attention or get them in trouble like you you deserve you deserve to have the book the the book thrown at you yeah just my two thoughts on that i mean and especially with hockey i mean you know look at look at other athletes it's it's more prevalent with like basketball players and whatnot because i mean not to, not to not to overly generalize, but um, in a lot of those sports, they actually did do those terrible things, and uh, 
and they just you know try to change it like the whole Kobe thing everything like that but in hockey I don't know there's there's been a few scandals that never really evolve out from that like Kane's been involved in a couple things like yeah I know I joked earlier he punched a cabbie but that's not a huge deal and then you know he can't it's not a huge I mean okay smoke some dude in the face but it's a it's all right it was a fuck about cabbies um he was like hey I bet you can't punch me in the face he's like you want to bet just fucking railed him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let's... But, but then he got accused of rape, not, uh, you know, like, what was that, three, four years ago? Yeah. And, you know, those those accusations didn't go anywhere. I don't know if... I think he probably just paid her off to be quiet. And I know that... I understand that that's, like, a common practice with any, any athlete because they just don't want to get dragged... Like, they want to focus on their game regardless if they did it or not. They just want it to go away. So it's easier just well, to pay them. they want to reduce the amount of suspension that they're going to get. That too. Oh, like, I mean, if they actually did it for sure. But, I right. mean... And, and, it's the same thing that the NFL is dealing with right now. It's like, you know, they want to reduce the amount of hurt that it's going to do to their career because all these GMs and all these coaches and all these people don't. I mean, you, you hear anything like that and you're like, okay, did he actually do it? And then here, here we are back at square one where, you know, nobody wants to fucking hire this dude. Right. You know, so it's that, it's that same thing. But um, into lighter news. Mm-hmm. Chance, Jesus fucking Christ, getting all fucking sappy and shit. Um, Montreal is actually in a wild card spot. That that's surprising. That is very surprising. Yep. Um, Florida is probably my biggest shit show surprise. Besides, I'm not even gonna say Agreed. Kings. I know we've talked about this, but Kings were just I, Kings were destined for mediocrity. They weren't supposed to be this bad, but. You know, like, the fact that they are this bad now, you're not, like, so overly surprised. It's not like, oh, I just didn't see this coming. I mean, I would I would have pegged them, you know, maybe ahead of Vancouver and Arizona in the Pacific, but I don't think they're any better than those two teams. Mm-hmm. You know, even to come into the season, I mean, what, Kovalchuk? Kovalchuk, yeah, maybe five years ago. Right. Kovalchuk of now? No, he's not going to change that team. They really didn't do anything else. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, LA doesn't really surprise me. They're, they're maybe two spots down the list than I probably would have had them. Right. Uh, St. Louis on that side in the other, you know, on the uh, the other side of the spectrum, you know, 19 fucking points. Yeah. I mean, you know, Chicago's got 23, uh, Chicago's got two games on them. You know, but you're. You, you, I mean, St. Louis needs to turn it around right now, or they're not even gonna fucking. They're they're gonna be picking in the top five. That would be my West Coast disappointment. Is the Blues? Yeah. I thought. I, I again. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I expect. I expected them to be one of the top three in the Central. Yeah. Like with the with the moves they made, Ryan O'Reilly playing Unreal. I just. I don't know. Uh, we talked about it. One of our four listeners probably is overanalyzing the Blues right now. Um. So I, I know a little bit more about them than I would probably like to, but um, I, their their defense is just uh, I, I, like yeah. as as much as I want to give Jake Allen shit, it's really not his fault. Yeah, uh, he's got a defensive yeah. core in front of him that's just really leaving him out to dry. Like so, they he got I don't know if you watched all five of those goals from Line A that happened recently, but it was on Chad Johnson though, wasn't it? 
Oh, that's no. Some of them were on Allen because John, John. I don't know. I don't know the ratio, but Johnson was in, and then he got pulled, and then Allen got scored on as well. But that's my point. It's not because John, Johnson's. I mean, he's not great, but like he was getting ripped on, and then Allen got ripped on. Like it's not. It doesn't matter what tendy you stick in there. You've got a defensive core that. I mean. One of them was a blatant. I don't know if you again. I don't know if you watched all five, but they were all squeakers. I thought most most of the five were squeakers, but coverage they just blew coverage and yeah, Lima was fucking wide open. That he got weird teeth too. Like I, I this dude is that's an ugly dude. Yeah, you know, I agree. Not, not to not to jump into uh, you know looks of hockey players on our first podcast, but he's an ugly dude. And, you know, oh, hockey players are is good for, you know, ugly dudes everywhere. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that guy is really inspiring people at this point. Oh, it's Uh, not good. Anyways. Yeah. St. Louis, they need something. They need to shake something up. And I don't think Mike Yo getting rid of Mike Yo wasn't it. Um, I don't like Mike Yo. I don't think he's a good coach. Um, He's not listening to this anyway, so it's not a big deal. No, I don't but, think he gives a fuck what you know, we're talking I think about. That, that team should be better, um, but that's that's the benefit of it being you know kind of the quarter mark in the season is, man, you know if uh, if they can if they can basically come in and, and this coach can just walk them into a playoff spot and they have the team to do it. I really don't think I don't think Dallas is as strong. Um, you know, Miro Heiskanen is is really playing a good year. Uh, Klingberg's been out for a little bit, but I don't think Dallas is that deep. Um, Colorado, for me, is not deep. I don't think their second line is going to be able to hold up all season. Uh, Minnesota's not that deep. So, you know, I, I think throughout the season, you want to see a, a solid three lines of a forward group. And mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you can kind of get away with having, you know, subpar D and an okay goalie mm-hmm. as long as you're scoring fucking four or five goals a game, which St. Louis has that fucking forward group. So, um, you know, I think I think we're going to see stuff start to even out here a little bit with teams like that. Um, you think they bring in you know, Q? I would love to see them bring in Q. I, you know, I would hate it because, uh, you know, our, one of our listeners would definitely fucking love it, and I, you know, I don't want to see him happy all that much. No, not really. Uh, but but you know, I think fuck same division. Like go, dude, go get him. Like fuck Bowman, fuck Chicago. You know, you take that job to just fucking out coach whoever that you know whatever they can find for their coach for the next fucking five years. You know, watch that just mustache just. Just watch that yeah. mustache get up I mean, under you know, Tarasenko. Would, I, I just, I think he would unleash Tarasenko. I think he would be able to unlock O'Reilly's potential even more. I think Braden Shen's being underused, you know. So I mustache I just, rides for everybody. Everybody would get at least one. <laughs> they would get a token, <laughs> a token that just has a mustache. A Q mustache ride. Oh. For fuck's sake! Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my take. That's that's my biggest so, team. So, this, so going Q going back to St. Louis is, and you'll you'll appreciate this segue. It to me would be it, it's it's yeah on the surface it makes sense, but it, it makes sense because that's that's where he got his start. That's where it should. 
in the same vein as I think that Steve Eiserman is going to go back to Detroit and be the GM. I can see that too. He, um, I, yeah, I don't really know the whole backstory there's, behind Eiserman leaving. There's no, there, well, it wasn't. He just, he kind of stepped down. He said his entire family was in Detroit. He wanted to be closer to his family. He said he was going to be an advisor this year. And then after that, he's done. and then he's done. And Holland, Ken Holland in Detroit, he's got a, this year and one more year. I think next year, maybe Eiserman will come in as an advisor to Holland. Or, you know, like on the payroll or something. And then when Holland runs out, Eiserman takes over. And Bilesma, Bilesma steps in. Bilesma, I don't fucking... Yeah, probably. I mean, you're... I don't understand. Why is that guy in an assistant coach's position? I just don't... Uh, uh, he step back, you know? Yeah. He was, he was go, go, go with Pittsburgh for, you know... But he's a Stanley. Isn't he a Stanley Cup pressure. winning coach? Yeah, people people just can't handle the pressure sometimes. So, I mean, it was just a step back. He's still a young dude. Yeah. You know so what I? If he, uh, yeah. So I want your thoughts on this though. Let's talk about so coaching in the NHL. I mean, when one gets fired, there's no, there is no, as much as there's no loyalty among players because it is ultimately a business and you can't have team allegiances. That is almost equally as much as coaches. Like, it, it was sticking with the Red Wings. Babcock was with the Red Wings, you know, after he left the Ducks in the mid, you know, first 2000s. He was mm-hmm. with the Red Wings for a long time and then just up and walked to Toronto. No questions asked, no problem, you know. And this is a constant thing with coaches. Like, there's just no, like, team allegiances. They're just, they're, you're like, that. notice that coaches never wear, like, any team apparel or anything really eh, some do but i don't know it's just so that being said this coach's carousel like of coaches just being recycled one to the other one one coach to another team over and over and over do you get to a point where it's like okay you didn't work for this team like why do you think you're gonna work with us mm, i think it's coaching styles so i mean if you have a different forward group or you have a different defensive core or you have you know a different tendy in the pipes you know they they could play more to your style so i think over time uh gms kind of craft this team that they want Mm -hmm. and you know they don't they don't sometimes they don't put into the coach's plan of like the best way that the coach coaches um and so you know i think i think you can be shitty with one team and go and be successful somewhere else, you know. So, um, but you get yeah, these coaches. I, I no with it. You get these coaches that I mean, I, I'm, I'm sometimes yeah, you're right. Sometimes it is coaching style and whatnot, but other times I feel like it's just because of name recognition. Like, I, I like going back to Hitchcock going to Edmonton. I just don't feel that that's a right fit for that style of team. Like, do you think Connor McDavid's going to be okay with dump and chase hockey? No, but I mean that's saying more on Edmonton's GM to bring in a coach like that than like Hitchcock taking that job. Yeah, you know good I mean? point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like going back to Babcock, Babcock, you know, he saw an opportunity to basically go to a team that was, I mean, in if it was me, I see the potential that that team has mm-hmm. and where, you know the Red Wings are right now, and fuck yeah, you know, and, and the Red Wings didn't really want to pay Babcock, 
you know. So yeah. they they could have they could have at the same time retained him. They could have said, oh, you know, Toronto wants to give you seven. I'm sure Babcock went to him and said, hey, Toronto wants to give me seven million a year. I don't know what the fuck it was. Right. And you know, Red Wings were like, well, you know, we're in rebuild, so we're only going to pay you fucking four. Right. You know, and so if I'm Mike Babcock, I'm like, shit, I'm going to go win some more championships. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here through your rebuild and just hope for the best and fucking, yeah, that's a know, good point. sip a Mai Tai tomorrow. You know, so I, I mean, I, there, there's no loyalty from teams and GMs towards the coaches, so why have loyalty towards teams and GMs uh, from the coaches, you know? So I, I got no problem with that kind of stuff. Um, but, but yeah. Um, let's say if anything, if anything, uh, coaches are the most expendable because players, I mean, you can't fire players. Well, because fans are going to be more pissed about firing a player than they are going to be about firing a coach. So, I mean, coaches are expendable. So, and that sucks. You know, even the best coaches, look at coach Q, he got fucking canned middle of the year because the team, you know, was barely deep, had terrible D, and Crawford was fucking hurt for half, you know, that whole fucking time. Um, you know, it's just, that's an excuse from fuck Bowman. Like, God damn it, don't get me started on that shit again, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a shitty fucking thing. Okay, so. Fucking nightmare. Let's, uh, let's, let, let's, let's move on to a little more happier topic fantasy. Ooh, Dreamland. Something like that. <laughs> I think I think it'd be a little more of a fantasy for for some players if they were actually winning, but that's okay. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I I just for, want to so, take this time out to brag a little bit about both my teams right now. Wellsy, let's uh, let's tell the reader uh, listeners a little bit about our our league situation so they understand like the the context of what we're talking about players value wise and whatnot. Okay. So first of all. Radix Bonks are in first place right now. That's his team, by the way. Of 12 teams. So, you know, it's definitely a competitive league, and... It's a keeper league as well. Putting up the fucking numbers right now. And yeah, it's a keeper league. I got Crosby and fucking Burns, because I absolutely stole that shit from you losers, but... Um, yeah, so we're playing a 12-team league. Uh, pretty average league size... Um, Do we have any special league rules? Um, we might we might have a slight more emphasis on defensive points than other leagues. Yeah, but I think it's rightfully so. I mean, even our what are our D are still shitty. So yeah, that's true. Um, I think we're we undervalue goalies a little bit, which I'm completely okay with. I mean, if a goalie lets in six goals like fucking Anti Ranta did tonight, he should get a negative three. On twenty six shots, Jesus fuck. Never mind. Um, so okay, let's yeah. So let's yeah. let's start let's start with goalies right now because we're all uh, you know goalie goalie situations are tenuous with with many leagues uh, unless you're lucky enough to sit on two solid tendies for the rest of the year or even three in some cases. Uh, most of the time, you're going to be uh, trying to keep going back and forth. I mean, there are, there are very few teams that have like a Henrik Lundqvist that's going to play 90% of the games or something like that. Most leagues, even if there is a clear set starter, uh, most of the time they're going to be switching off with a backup. And God forbid in the fantasy league, if a backup starts playing well, then you've got split time. Um, 
so yeah, it's you've got you've got issues with that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, in our league, I've I've gone four tendies. Um, I don't like to do that. I don't. I, I mean, especially when you have goalie limits like we do. I mean, I think we limit our goalies to what eight games a week or something. You know, eight total games that you can play a goalie. Yeah. Something like that. So um, I don't like having that many goalies, but when you have to roster two backups and just hope that you get lucky for one to take over that starting role, I mean, four is not that bad. Um, but yeah, goalies, I don't, I'm not the expert on goalies. I fucking draft terrible goalies every year, apparently. So. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll back you up on that. I've, I, uh, just, Jesus. Anybody who knows hockey, I drafted my, my first, First and second round picks were uh, Jonathan Quick and Matt Murray. Oof. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to the injured reserve. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're both they're both having fun with each other. Quick and his fucking meniscus, and Murray with his I don't know. He needs to get back to hot topic and have a he's sit. Seen his mom. Wait, uh, he, mom. He's going to he's going to see Jake Allen's mom. <laughs> Jake Allen's mom's got that fucking hot toddy locked. Oh, if Allen's Mrs. Mrs. Allen, if you're listening to this, we apologize. We're sure you're a very sweet woman. That you know what you know, Mrs. Allen's listening to right now. What? I don't know. I don't know many like sixty-year-old women, so I'm not. I know. I know. I know. I know what she's listening to. I know what she's listening to. She's listening to Matt Murray right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like she's actually a psychologist. She's yeah, he's sitting on her weird shaped couch. She's a prof. She's a professional sports psychiatrist for the NHL. Like anytime, like Crosby has a mental breakdown or something, he's like, "Oh my fear of success, I just can't get motivated anymore." M- Mrs. Allen's just like, "Come sit well, with me." Well, Sid. <laughs> Quit tucking your dick between your legs and start being a man. Oh <laughs> but but, but uh, we get the penalty when I when I dive so much. Wait, was that Jake Allen's mom or was no? That, that was that was Crosby. Okay, I don't do I don't do a great Crosby. I need I need to I'll need to I'll need to need to we'll need to we'll need to fine tune our impressions. I was going to say I mean you could be on the mark with Jake Allen's mom. I'm not I'm not sure though. Oh, okay. Is she a nice lady? I don't remember. It was dark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that the Anyways. Pissed, dude. All right. So here, let's 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 wrap this up with our uh, with like uh, let's um, hidden people on the waiver wire. Um, somebody that you somebody that you're looking at, somebody that you like, and somebody you don't like. Ah, oh, man. It depends what league we're looking at. Let me let me look at this Idaho league real quick. So uh, I I always like to look at uh, percentage of owned in leagues, and then kind of like see who's work who's looking in there. Yeah, so let me pull up my research here. So, um, I got one I got one right off because he's on my team right now. So I'll I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, right now I'm looking at Brock Nelson with the New York Islanders. Yep. Uh, Brock Nelson has let's see he's got. Three, five. He's got five points in his last five games. Uh, one goal, four assists, um, plus 
plus one during that stretch in those five games. Uh, he's been skating on the second line with Lee and uh, I think Barzell also. Could be wrong on that. I'll have to check that out. But um, he's only owned in 2% of leagues. Uh, he's been putting up some pretty solid points. Uh, average time on ice is... Um, uh, what is his average time on ice? Yeah, it's the last seven days. He's looking at 19 minutes, so that's pretty goddamn good for somebody who's only owned in two percent of leagues. Right. Uh, I think he's I think he's a good waiver wire pickup right now, and he's hit. He's probably hidden away because he's only owned in two percent of leagues. Uh, is he's he he's been position? a little. What's that? Is he dual position? Uh, no, that's no, that's probably his only drawback. Is he's a true center. But um, the guy is putting, I mean, he's averaging, he's on, let's see here, he's played 22 games and he's got 18 points. So he's almost, he's a little below a point per game basis, but he has been heating up. Uh, Islanders are a surprise team at the moment. Um, if he sticks onto the first two lines, which he has been, he's going to continue to put up pretty good numbers. If he's got access to Lee or Barzil, I mean, it's fucking steal. So yeah. Yeah, yep. Brock Nelson, I don't know how many leagues he's actually going to be available in. Just, I mean, if you're 12 deep, uh, he's probably not on the waiver wire at this point. I just uh, picked him. I said that because he's percentage owned. Is, in, my, in my thing, is his 2%. So, yeah, I that's mean, pretty low. Okay, I didn't realize he was that low. Yeah. But I think ESPN shit, too. We're not going to get into that on this one. That's um, a good point. Fuck ESPN. All right, who you got? Who's, who are you looking at right now? I don't want to sponsor for fucking ESPN. Anyways. Um, mine is, mine is probably a little less known, um, and he really has been good all season and is starting to kind of get a look on, uh, you know, some, some power play time and that kind of stuff. Blake Coleman. Ooh. Uh, so New Jersey Devils. So he's in, in ESPN's league. He is dual eligibility. He's got center and left wing. It's only 1.4% owned compared to that, you know, what ESPN is telling us. So it's probably fucking 30% because ESPN doesn't update their shit. Right. Um, but, you know, he's he's averaging in our league 3.2, and we're, we're pretty hard on points and that kind of stuff. We do point league, but, um, you know, I, he's someone to keep an eye on. So his last three games, 17-35 uh, time on ice, 19-19 time on ice, 19-02 time on ice against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, this kid, this kid's good. I don't know where the fuck he came from. I'd have to look up his birth certificate or something, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's putting up some points. He's got 13 points in 22 games playing mostly like third line minutes. So, uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, I know for sure he's on my watch list. Just, you know, that extra, you, you, you can always use wingers and he's dual eligibility. So that's, uh, yeah, good shit. That's your pick right there. That's me. Okay. Anybody, anybody uh, on your wire that or on your team right now that you're recommending people get rid of? Um, not quite get rid of. Uh, I do have a player that I'm shopping, kind of, and I'm kind of looking at other options for him right now. And it sucks because he's a D man, but I got two D on my IR right now, and it sucks. Uh, Provorov, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Philly D. I don't. He's seven points in twenty three games and was a minus three last game. Out. He's just he's not putting up the numbers right now for you know he's owned in eighty two percent of ESPN leagues. But the last time I said this about someone, they started going off when we were talking. Uh, Darlene's fucking killing it. So 
maybe this is what he needs. Maybe he listens to this podcast that we haven't even sent out yet and, uh, you know, gets his shit together because this is fucking brutal. So, <laughs> All right. So, Ivan. um, quick, quick two-parter on my part. Um, right now, uh, percentage owned, right? Somebody dropped Casey Middlestat in our league and I can understand why there's definitely some frustration on that end. Um, but I, so my two-parter is this middle stat. If you own him, don't drop him just yet. You know, if you've got, if it, I mean, if he's, if you've got enough spots open to put him in, put him in. Um, if it's like a choice between him and somebody else, you know, sit him on your bench, let him rest there for a while. I, he's, he needs time to come into his own. He's a skilled fucking hockey player. And he just, I think he's, he's on a skilled Buffalo team right now. They're fucking rocketing to the top. And I feel like we're just going to – I feel like he's going to do well. Um, the other one to get rid of, in my mind, Kevin Fiala on the Preds. Uh, that kid is skating first and second line minutes at the moment. He's on the power play, and he's still not fucking getting it done. So um, be patient with middle stat, drop Fiala, and uh, that's that's my two cents on that. There you go. Perfect. Put it in the well, all right. I think uh, I think that we've covered just about everything we need to cover, huh? That's the first podcast. Look at that shit. God damn right. All right. Well, um, guys, we're about to sign off. If you have any comments or uh, recommendations that we do, uh, should do, please let us know. Message us on Facebook. Um, if we'll also have some, the, the plan is to get some merch here coming soon. So if you're if you have any requests or ideas, please let us know. Um, maybe even later on we'll do a live thing where we can you can see our ugly mugs as we talk about this but that's all later on down the road kind of uh experimental at the moment we're still trying to get our shit together but that's it's just life in general so not necessarily just, just this podcast picture of a dumpster on fire <laughs> that's all so, we're gonna sell that'll be Actually, that'll be stickers too maybe wouldn't that be a selfie of us god damn it yeah <laughs> maybe we have a sticker of ourselves on the side of a dumpster on fire just do a modeling shoot next to our oh, favorite let's dumpsters. Talk our, let's talk to our merch chick. Think we could get. Think we could get. Uh, think we could get. We could get sponsorship on our old college town. We could just take pictures next to the dumpsters behind our favorite bars. I peed there so many times, dude. <laughs> just tell the tell the owner, dude. This this dumpster really holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> I set it on fire. <laughs> we also want to take pictures next to it we after also that. Want to take pictures with it on fire with Pete. Perfect. It's perfect. All right. All right. We're going to call it. All right. Uh, that's about it for us. We will see you in the next episode, probably next week sometime. Doses. <laughs>